This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. And let's talk about something else that was awesome about the both the um, the uh, written and the audio version was that you had His Highness himself, WWE superstar King Xavier Woods, on to do the forward for you. Um, you two have been friends <laughs> for quite some time. Uh, I automatically call you an honorary member of the New Day. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. What were your thoughts when you read uh, his uh, forward and hearing it as well in the audible version? Man, like hearing it was one thing, but read, I think reading it, um, he sent it to me and uh, it really like took me aback. I was just like, wow, like it just showed me the power of the internet, you know, like just me putting out these silly rap songs mm -hmm. and then someone in a whole different world and a whole different way of life sees these songs, enjoys them and has the same story and the same relation to these things. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. And in the name of the moon, you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests. And unbiased reviews Suburban kids The hipster street dudes All can learn something new Me too I heard worse when no faith is empty I stayed the course So my haters tempt me Beep the podcast That'll make them envy It ain't too trendy It's ACMG Anime, comics, movies and games to Come on and let's get it Talk time Anime, comics, movies and games to Come on and let's get it Talk time Anime, comics, movies and games to Come on and let's get it Talk time Anime, comics, movies and Games to come on and let's get it. Talk time live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, here on Valentine's Day. Now, reason being, this wasn't really too much strategy as a Valentine's Day episode, but just kind of fell into it due to circumstances that was called the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was on Sunday, of course, and that means that, like, why would I do a show on a Super Bowl Sunday? Who's going to listen to the show on Super Bowl Sunday? Flip it over. It's Valentine's Day. Let's do it. And it's kind of appropriate because... My talk topic for today is my review of Catwoman Hunted, uh, which came out very recently uh, for the, uh, I got it from Apple TV, but it's out on digital right now. I believe the DVD will be coming out shortly uh, thereafter, but I got a chance to check it out. Actually, I checked it out three times and I will talk about that and what I thought. This is another anime movie created for DC and uh, Warner Brothers Animation. So we're going to get down to that and talk about what I thought about that movie as well. And it, it's kind of a, because of Selena Kyle, it is kind of a Valentine's Day-ish type of theme. So I figured it'd be more appropriate to do that. But nonetheless, I hope everybody is having a great morning, a great day, and a great evening, it would, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, as... You know, I am doing this in the morning time and, you know, shout out to my wife. Once again, her birthday just passed. Happy, you know, birthday, belated birthday and all. And uh, she, you know, surprised me with a little treat this morning in my office. And I got one of my favorite delicacies, my favorite candies, chocolate covered cherries. Like, trust me, it's, it's dope. <laughs> like you want it, it. I love those. I love chocolate covered cherries. They're so good. And I love the red uh, hue that is on air coated as well. It's just beautifully done. God bless her. Love her to death. We've been married for 16 years. And I'm gonna tell you this, if anything, before we get into the matter, uh, matter of business here, 
you know, we've been married for 16 years and, you know, it's one of those situations where we don't sweat the big stuff all the time. We don't have to have the big stuff all the time. We're not trying to live that Instagram life, you know, per se. But I'm going to tell you all, if you are looking and even if you're in a new newly relationship or whatever like that, trust me when I tell you this, the big stuff is cool, but it's the little things that make love last longer. Trust me when I tell you that. So. You know, I hope everybody enjoys this, you know, wonderful holiday with those you love, family, friends, even pets, you know, enjoy it all. So with that said, we do have quite a few things to talk about in the next segment, uh, including a new trailer that premiered yesterday at the Super Bowl. So we are not going to waste any more time. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so we're going to start off talking about the new trailer to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which came out yesterday for the Super Bowl. They did a two minute, 17 second trailer, and I can't even describe it to you in a sense. I would have to just watch it right in front of me as I'm going because it was so much going on. But it starts off with Doctor Strange raking, you know, in this dark area, which looks like and I'm for those who have watched um the what do you know the marvel what if animated series that's on disney plus and if uh you will recognize a lot of things that's going on here and if you have not watched that series by now go out of your way if you own disney plus i don't understand why you didn't watch that series or anything that marvel puts out but go watch uh the what if episode because there is a huge connection yes the animated series is connected to the multiverse the the uh the mcu the movie verse and everything that happens on there actually is connected to the actual live action movies and especially especially what's going on here and we see just a lot of chaos here including the appearance of uh america chavez uh which is you know one of marvel's newest characters of the modern era in here but we um we see dr strange waking up constantly from all these different visions and experiences um that he is going to shoot and he this is taking place right after spider-man no way home where he kind of you know just screwed with the with the multiverse and just cracked up open everything i wonder my thing is i wonder if they're going to mention or he's going to mention because he should be able to remember peter parker you know and who he was and what happened from there but i don't know if everybody else well i know wong doesn't because they talked about it before and in, in that movie so I know there's going to be some he's going to be the only one to remember what happens from there but he wakes up and shows his uh watch that he still has when he got into the accident that changed his whole entire life uh and i know that is also something that has been played on the what if episode that involved his other multiverse version of dr strange in here so it is going on we see him you know trying to unravel the situation in the multiverse and put everything back together again and Wong is trying to tell him you can't control everything. And uh, by the way, this is San. This is director San Rami's uh, entry into the uh, MCU as well. San Rami, who we all know is most famous for the Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man trilogy. And I think it's awesome that he's in here working on Doctor Strange. I think this is right up his alley. And then on top of that, like it's taking place after the Spider-Man movie that paid a lot of homage to what he's done and how he helped, you know, get us to this point right now. So this is going to be beautifully done. And I mean, it's just the same Rami's uh, vision with today's modern technology. I am expecting a lot of crazy awesomeness going on here. And it does show. I mean, we see we see a lot of uh, chaos going on here. Uh, we see Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch and Scarlet Witch form uh in here as well and her and dr strange are talking about you know with the you know about the um multiverse and she mentioned that vision you know says that you know tampering with uh he uh tampering with the multiverse could be dangerous and dr strange actually confirms this as well they show this scene where this other i don't know where this is but this is a, like another area that looks kind of like 
um could be sorcerers it could be kong lung from iron fist who knows it is it's in there there's a matador and uh, uh uh not a man matador a mantor with horns and everything in there as well uh there's a lot there's so much going on here you know there's this uh door that they open into the multiverse as well which we've seen in a lot of memes and gifts as well modo um baron mardo is back and uh he his he got his hair grown and everything so he looks just like the mardo from the comics in a sense they looks like they are arresting uh dr strange he's going into what it looks like could be the tva or if i'm saying that right because of uh you know from the, the agency from loki um man it's just so much going on in here there's also a mysterious voice in here that sounds very familiar it sounds like patrick stewart and if you look there's a blurred vision of you know that's kind of you know you know it's kind of like zooming in on strange but it's blurring on the you know who that could be but it sounds just like patrick stewart so i think patrick stewart is making his entry into the mcu as well as what i don't know could be wrong but it sounds like patrick stewart um there's just some crazy special effects is going on here and I, i'd be damned if this movie doesn't get nominated for an oscar for special effects again because the first one did and that was only done in a year we also see the sinister strange uh which is the doctor strange from the uh, the what if deal so i mean this is going to be crazy this is going to be absolutely insane and again the appearance of america chavez is just going to be awesome and uh the alien shoma uh i forgot his name but he's on the marvel uh the what is it um marvel versus capcom series if you will that everybody loves him from but they changed the name in here because the rights to the name is owned by somebody else so i forgot the new name that they are giving this character as well so a lot of things have changed in this land and there's also a scene where wanda is like she seems kind of pissed because she's like whenever she tampers with you know um magic and the multiverse you know she's a villain but you know when he does it he's the hero <laughs> so you know she she pretty much said it doesn't seem fair it isn't it is what it is but man i am looking forward to this it's just so much craziness going on i don't know where this is going to turn to how this is going to affect the universe and it looks like in one scene too that it looks like they're going to be entering um king the conqueror's uh, lair as well it looks very familiar with king the conqueror's lair so it could be we may see a an appearance from him as well and here well we'll find out because counting down now it's february it's coming out in may it's going to be the first big movie of the summer they're claiming it to summer so that's what it is but i'm extremely excited about this this is awesome and um man you know it's back i mean we got a lot to talk about like the comic book movies are back in 2002 not just from you know dc uh, marvel but dc as well we'll talk about that in a few but they also released another 30 second teaser of moon knight as well and oh this looks so awesome i'm looking forward to seeing this because this is a character i never really followed in in the comics but i've known about for quite some time but there was always this mystery about him in the comics but they're gonna you know make sense of it in this version so this is coming out on march 30th as well uh go to marvel studios um official social media pages mostly on facebook because you can see the full everything in full on there as well so ah uh, i am so excited about what's happening here i'm excited about this week as well because uh uncharted is coming out this week so i i am looking forward to going back into the movies and checking that out too but we'll talk about that in a normal time so i want to briefly talk about the book of Bubba Fett finale and as well as the entire series uh going on here you know we last saw uh the last episode where Luke Skywalker was trying and we never really talked about that either but Luke Skywalker made an appearance again and wanted to offer Grogu an ultimatum you know he made him yeah he showed the uh the chainmail shirt uh that the Mandalorian gave to Grogu for to protect him but he also gave him the lightsaber that was supposed to be once Yoda's. And apparently he had to decide. And I felt really, I felt like Luke really like, why did Luke had to give him that ultimatum? You know, it was, I thought that was unfair. Like, why couldn't he do both? Why couldn't he go over there and try to save his friend, his quote unquote friend slash foster father, 
<laughs> or why could he just come back? But then again, you know, he did say that if like if he if he starts training as a Jedi, that he may never see the Mandalorian again. And their timelines because of you know because Brogu or Baby Yoda for those who don't know what his name is, if he you know his his lifespan is long is a lot long uh, lasting than a lot of the people in other you know galaxies and and worlds and such so he uh may not ever see him again because of the training so we found out that's how we that's how they left the episode weirdly so without even mentioning anything from bubba fat like I, i'll talk about that in a minute but like the bubba fat series is a really really interesting series for a lot of reasons but it turns out that Grogu made his decision and he is staying with the Mandalorian. He even flew, he, <laughs> he flew a ship by himself to go join uh, the Mandalorian and everybody to fight off the syndicate and whatever. And so Bubba Fett finally gets uh, to ride that big monster as well. We see after all this time and we were waiting for that to happen. So uh, the, the monster, I forgot what the name of the monster was, but you saw him in the Return of the Jedi and they uh, managed to, you know, give Bubba Fett another one for the pit. And he managed to be able to ride this and, and tame the beast um, that was gifted to him only for it to go blitz once he gets off of it and leaves everybody else. So he just, you know, he fights off, you know, their enemies, big guy. But then he just goes crazy for that and goes on a path of destruction, just going, taking out everybody, including the Mandalorian and everything. Everybody but Grogu, who used the Jedi mind trick to calm the beast down. I thought that was pretty cool. So in hindsight, Grogu has control of his powers, but I think he may be more powerful than he thinks. And I'm, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Bubba Fett and his crew also managed to overpower the other syndicate members and all is well in the town. So it was just a big closure episode in that, in that extent. Um, there was an end credit scene that was very interesting because the marshal that was that a lot of people thought that was killed. I didn't think that he died at all. I did not think that dude died because even when they watched the replay at the at the beginning of the show, they show him getting shot, but it looked like he just got shot in the arm and was just taken out. But lo and behold, he is being treated and revived by none other than Thundercat himself. We see Thundercat again. So it looks like that was not the last time that we saw that we will see him on in the Star Wars universe. Um, in fact, it looks like that from what I understand, because this happened with Bubba Fat as well, that there could be another series in the works or another season in the works. So they just left us hanging with that tag scene that is just going to turn into something else. But it looks like Thundercat is here to stay. I am so happy about that because just seeing that guy in the in, in the uh, Star Wars universe was just the biggest surprise ever. And I am so looking forward to seeing him again. Um, you know, for those who don't know who Thundercat is, is not the th the actual Thundercat. It, he is the he is a very talented bass guitarist and musician and producer that um, works with so many people in the industry. Silk Sonic. Um, he's worked with uh, so many people. He's written for uh, people before. He has one of my favorite, two of my favorite albums, Drunk, and it is what it is. And I highly recommend you go out of your way to find this guy. I went to go see him live. My wife and I went to go see him live. Um, fun fact, my wife got her first contact buzz ever. And it was, it was an interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. She, we're both like, God, we're both straight edge. So we don't, well, I'm more straight edge than she is. She just, she, you know, drinks every once in a while, but I don't do any of that, but I'm used to being around people who, you know, who partakes in weed or whatever like that. But she <laughs> got her first contact buzz ever. And it was, let's just say it was overwhelming. And then you got the Thundercats music playing. So it's like her, she's going through a whole mind trip <laughs> at this point. Um, that was an interesting night to say the least, but nonetheless, his music is phenomenal. He's one of the only guys that I would say rates up to those of back in the day in terms of writing and, and just you know, music making and like the Stevie wonders of the world. I put him in Frank Ocean in that level. Like if you haven't heard this dude, and if you're an anime fan, my God, you got it. I will recommend the one thing. His song, Dragon Ball Do-Rag. That's all I got to say. The dude is so dope. Go out of your way, check it out, and you'll find out why he ended up in uh, Disney Plus right there. So, yeah, man, it, it's it's really good. So, uh, let's go back to some Marvel news real quick. 
Anthony Ramis, you guys know him from Hamilton. She's got to have it. And um, in the Heights, what all three, some of my favorite uh, forms of entertainment um, that he was involved in. He's joining the Marvel Universe and, and deservingly so. He will be in the upcoming Ironheart series. And for those who don't know who Ironheart is, Ironheart is the character Riri Williams, a female, a black female character who is a massive genius. Um, so much so that she re reverse engineered Tony Stark's Iron Man suit to create her own suit and thereby, you know, being impressed by Tony Stark so much. Now, granted, this takes the comic book takes place after Tony Stark dies. Um, I forgot what uh, where did he die? Which um, saga? It wasn't Civil War, too. I think it was something after that. But he he ends up uh, dying in the comics way before Endgame, I believe. And he hasn't he's now, you know, he's now an A.I., not like, you know, much like um, Jarvis is and much like Friday is. He's now the A.I. for Riri Williams. And he now has the ability, you know, he's helping her to become the the new Iron Man. But now she calls herself Ironheart. And she's also a member of the group called the Champions as well. I don't know if the Champions still exists. I haven't read up to the point to the uh, recent Marvel um, lore or whatever. But the, the Champions was a really good book. Um, I just think they were missing uh, some original antagonists that can help, you know, build them more. But Miles Morales is a part of that team. Miss Marvel's a part of that team. Uh, Riri's a part of that team as well as, as well as Vision's kid, uh, Viv. So um, they, they, I, I loved it. But Ironheart is definitely uh, going to be an interesting series to say the least. And if there's any indication of what we're seeing now with uh, all these projects that they're coming out with, I am looking forward to this. And with Anthony Ramis in there. I he's 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 awesome. I love him and everything he does. And I'm looking forward to seeing. Now, granted, there's no word on what his role will be, whether he's going to be a good guy, bad guy. He's on IMDb right now. So they did confirm it that he's a part of the actual, um, you know, it was reported by NBC News and other outlets, too, that he was uh, casted for the role. And, and, and of course, like, remember what I got out of what I told you guys, if you go into the IMDb app or website and Marvel controls their account. So they'll let people know who's, you know, who's in it, but they will not reveal who they are. And they they have full control and administrative control of their account. So they will not reveal anything until the show comes out or is like a week or two later or whatever like that. They they're really, really good at doing that. So unless something completely leaks out, we won't know until then. So stay tuned for more as I am interested in seeing what he's going to be in there. So um for those of you who are and we're keeping with the marvel right now for this last uh segment here for those of you who read manga in particular uh viz media manga which is on the app or you could go in the stores to do it and if you're a marvel fan you you may want to jump on this they officially made a manga for deadpool Deadpool has a manga right now, and it just came out. I got the email about it uh, a couple um, days ago, and I immediately jumped on it because <laughs> I have a Viz account. I also have a Shonen Jump account as well, and uh, you know for my digital content. So I checked it out. I haven't read it completely yet, but it is out. The story of this is that plain and simple. Tony Stark invites Deadpool to Japan to be a part of an, um, the Avengers' new Samurai Squad uh, to no end. So anything can happen and will happen. It wouldn't dip holes involved. So the manga has uh, seven volumes with around 229 pages. So it's a very, you know, fun and lengthy ma uh, manga series as well. Art by uh, Hikaru Usagi uh, and written by Senshiro Kazuma. So it's available now. It's uh, $6.99 digital. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to really get my hands on it as well. Uh, last bit of news last two bits of news here is we're going we're going we're flip-flopping here we're going to dc right now because uh dc also uh released a, a teaser showing all of their upcoming 2022 films including the batman which is coming out next month we've seen a lot of that i'm actually more excited now than i was when this thing was first announced and, and all the things was going on down there it's looking like it may be actually good 
And this is going to be my first Robert Pattinson movie that I've ever gone out to see. So, or even seen period. I never watched the Twilight series. I never watched anything he was involved in. So this is going to be interesting to see how he fares with me as Bruce Wayne and Batman in this uh, version of it. Black Adam starring The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson is also fine. We finally get to see footage and special effects of what's going on in that movie and it looks absolutely fantastic we also see the flash uh we also see aquaman lost kingdom as well all of this is coming out this year uh we see within the clips of black adam we see clips of pierce brosnan as dr fate and in him as um the character that he's based on and as dr fate as well and dr fate looks so awesome dr fate is a character they've been trying to assimilate into for quite some time like dating back to the original constantine series which came out on nbc and then they canceled it they were leading up to them premiering dr fate on that series they never did they canceled the series uh so we never really got a chance to see him you know come to life and they were just leading up to that point we also i think they kind of made hints on it on um the uh arrowverse as well but Matt Ryan, uh, I think his name might Matt Ryan, who plays uh, Constantine, John Constantine. He winds up in, you know, the Legends of Tomorrow and they kind of, you know, played on that a bit, but never really did anything with it. Um, so now this is we're finally getting Dr. Fate in some form or fashion in one of the Earths of the uh, DC multiverse. And he looks awesome. We also get to see Captain Adam as well in Hawkeye. Uh, I'm sorry, Hawkman in here as well and they're all going to be around with um captain adam i mean uh with, with uh black um uh i'm sorry black adam in here captain adam was somebody that i believe it should be the same character that we've seen in the justice league um so i don't know if they're going to continue to play off of that i don't know we'll see but he should be the same guy that we saw because they kind of left they kind of planted the seeds for him to become the Captain Adam uh, of that universe in here. So it is going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, there was also clips of the Flash, which shows Barry wearing a new suit that resembles the new 52 Jim Lee design, which I thought was fa I always loved that design. It's awesome. So we also see multi versions of the Flash as well. I don't it'll be interesting to see if Greg Gustafson will make an appearance, because if you guys remember Greg Gustafson, who plays Barry Allen in the Arrowverse, um they during the crisis on infinite earth saga which was absolutely the best uh saga that they've made uh, uh you know of all the sagas that they made they made some pretty good ones too um but this one was awesome and then in particularly for the one scene that we got to see both barry and ursa, ursa miller as Barry Allen meet for the first time. And they kept this a major secret, so much so that even a lot of the cast didn't even know that this was happening. They, they immediately did this. So I wonder if he's gonna make any type of appearance because they're, the idea is that, you know, Ursula Miller's Barry Allen is gonna be encountering a bunch of different versions of The Flash. So I wouldn't put it past him if um, he was to make his appearance in there as well. And they could be keeping that a secret too. And I hope that is the case because I would love to see those two meet up again or do something together. But the fact that they even had those two meet meant that both multiverses exist together and they made it happen. So I thought that was awesome. So um, yeah, 2022, I think this could be the start of DC Films really making a great comeback. I don't know if they'll ever meet the standard of what because Marvel has been around for 11 years and consistently coming out with phenomenal, not just great content, phenomenal content, both in film and in series. Um, they're in literally I hate to put this as a pun, but Marvel is the unstoppable juggernaut right now. And DC has a long way to go, but DC, the best thing for DC to do is just do them. Don't try to compete don't do any of that it just just be them and i like the fact that like especially you know big nod to marvel as well i guess they don't they have no they got no fade no um no shade or no flinch they actually mentioned like dc exist in their world um in some form of fashion as like comic book fictitious fict um fictitious characters in there because if you watch the eternals they mentioned superman and a whole bunch of other uh, and not a whole bunch of other characters but other characters that or in the DC universe as well in that movie. So like they exist, but probably as just fictitious characters in their own way. So 
just follow i thought it was very interesting that they even mentioned the word superman and clark and all those things in there so i, I thought that was a good a really cool nod to them you know and a great gesture to them that you know they exist so it's like no harm no foul in there so last thing i wanted to mention going back into the marvel realm uh, i was not aware of this but for those who have watched disney plus and watched the marvel side of things i don't know if you noticed this but um two things came out uh recently one is the marvel assemble featuring hawkeye that just came out last week i was waiting for that um and they're doing a behind the scenes of the hawkeye series it's every bit is awesome i was a little bit taken back because i thought i was hoping i, I really thought that like after the entire series which was like an hour showing of all the things that they've done covering everything that was going on in that series and the things that was connecting to it i was like okay I want to hear them talk about how they got how they decided to get wilson fisk into the marvel cinematic universe and everything and they did it at the very end and i think they knew that people were waiting for this because that was the biggest surprise of everything that happened in that uh, entire uh series but i love that they talked about the musical number that they did in there how they put that together in the behind the scenes let me let me tell you as cringeworthy as that was it was still extremely well done it was meant to be that way, but it wasn't to say that the, it, the, the number, the musical number wasn't bad. It was awesome. It was fantastic. It was just in a way that we'd never seen a depiction of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it was the cheesiest, cringeworthy thing ever, but it was meant, it was designed to be that, and it was perfectly done. Love that segment. And I love to see them went into all of that as well. But yeah, go out of your way, check it out in all the Marvel Assemble episodes, because they, you know, the series is based on just behind the scenes of a lot of the series that came out in movies. The only movie that they really did um, as, as a behind the scenes was um, Shang-Chi. They did a behind the scenes of that, and I thought that was awesome too. So go out of your way, check that out. It is awesome. Also on Disney Plus for anime fans, uh, we watched and I reviewed the first season of Future Avengers. I didn't know that they were going to do another season, but in fact, season two is out on there right now. Uh, I don't want to, I, I'm not completely finished that uh, series yet, so I don't want to give it a grade or anything, but I will say that as you get closer to the end of the series, they get it gets even more interesting because it looks like they're having their own civil war going on with this series, but not in the way that you guys have um, expected it to be and whatnot. So um if you if you love the first season go ahead and check out the second season is out now as well uh awful i believe 13 episodes is out so they're sticking to it i just it was really no announcement that the series was back i just really found it interesting also want to point out that blackish and grownish is on there too but that's a whole other thing i thought that was interesting you know uh it is a disney product of course but you know the subject matter is is really interesting for that for both of those shows i, I watch those shows religiously i'm just really amazed that they added that onto disney plus <laughs> and it, it is it speaks volumes about disney plus that they would add it on there so i commend them on that as well but i digress folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and i am going to review and give you my thoughts on catwoman hunted the latest dc film and anime form starring selena kyle We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg Talk Time Live. this is tom gibbis the voice of shikamaru nara from naruto and you are listening to acmg presents talk time live and it's not a drag do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Fight! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Catwoman Hunted, 
the latest DC Warner Brothers animated film, this time in anime form starring Selena Kyle and not Batman this time, but it is involved in a Batman universe. So, you know, he has to have his presence somewhere involved in here, but we do get a bat character in here, just not him. And we'll talk about more of that. Um, this will not be a spoiler version of my review. I will leave it out because I think people will want to see why, what is going on and why everything is happening here. So I won't release any of that in the hair you know to your pleasure but i will say it is worth going out of your way to see it right now i enjoyed it it wasn't perfect but i enjoyed it but we'll talk about that as we go along so let's talk about the story selena kyle aka catwoman infiltrates the home of the leviathan to retrieve the cat's eye emerald jewel which makes her a target to many of gotham's biggest rogue gallery including black mass cheshire cat the league of assassins and many more while also getting away from Gotham's crime scene, she is also encountered by Batwoman and members of Interpol to also, uh, you know, they're pretty much using Catwoman to track down all of the people that is after her because there's a bigger plot going on involving all of those uh, villains that are in there. So that's how this is going. If you loved movie anime you know heist films like lupin the third and or you know super crooks which i um reviewed a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago this is right up your alley this is another heist like film uh the creators of this kind of took you know shades of the lupin the third type of uh you know movies but didn't want to do it they just wanted to pay a little bit of homage to that but give it their own give it its own feel I love the soundtrack, the orca, the um, the theatrical, you know, soundtrack to this. It is very, you know, very heisty, very much like what you hear from, you know, uh, Super Crooks or even I, I, Lupin the Third, but also Cowboy Bebop. I, you know, there was that vibe in there too. So I really like what they did here. Um, let's talk about the cast of characters here because that's what really that that right there is what really sold it for me the cast is outstanding elizabeth gillis uh or gillies if i'm pronouncing that correctly is catwoman um i thought she did a tremendous job and this version of catwoman here is very interesting because she's bisexual they reveal her as bisexual she flirts with everybody in the scene she's in a scene where you know she gets escorted in by black mass they don't really know that it's her that she's just She's playing herself. She's hiding in plain sight, <laughs> pretty much. But she's playing, she has a costume that, you know, Catwoman, like the, all the villains in this costume party are dressing up pretty much like superheroes, like, which is, uh, I think it's hilarious um, that they do that. So that was the theme of, the, of this um, series, of this party, this gathering, if you will. But she's in there to retrieve that jewel. And then things go on, you know, uh, array when a batarang screws up her own entire you know you know her heist pretty much to get this jewel she was in there perfectly she replaced it all of a sudden boom the batarang hit the uh the lasers and she's caught or at least she thinks she is from that point so this whole thing this whole heist leads into all like points of bigger things that are going on here um Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad. I love this dude. This dude is so dope. He plays uh, in every, you know, Better Call Sal as well. He's on there too. But he plays uh, Black Mask in here. So it, he is extremely awesome and scary. <laughs> like he could play comedy. I've seen him I play comedy, but he's also, he's also, uh, man, he could be the most menacing. You know, he was on Better Call Sal. He was on El Camino. He was on Breaking Bad. So, my goodness this dude like you don't cross this dude you do not cross him whatsoever like be cool with this dude all the time but if he comes at you you're done but um you know i thought he did really good as black mask as well kelly who is playing cheshire cat which if i'm correct doesn't she play her on um i, th I could have sworn that she plays her on young justice as yeah wait yeah she is uh cheshire cheshire on uh young justice so she's reprising her role as cheshire now this is no in no way connection to the Young Justice universe, if I'm correct. But maybe it's just I, I don't think it's a coincidence. It's just a matter of they just casted her in. So I don't know if this is there, there hasn't been conf any confirmation that this is a tie in to the Young Justice universe because she's reprising his role. I, it could be just in fact another universe where she's just playing it 
you know, the same character again. Um, Lauren Co uh, Cohen, who's playing Julia Pennyworth, not in that much into the series, but she's just a bit part. She's um, in with um, as a part of Interpol. She is working with King uh, Faraday, which who's none other than number one himself, Jonathan Franks, uh, who we get a chance to or Xanatos for those who, <laughs> you know, watch Gargoyles as well. He was so dope in that, as that role. But uh, he's in there as well. They have their parts. Also, and if I'm correct, this is I, I don't recall him ever doing anime before, but this may be his first anime role. The one and only Keith David is in here playing Tobias Well. And by the way, like, dude, I'm a big fan of Tobias Well from the um, the Black Lightning series. So the fact that he's he's playing that role in here is so awesome. Um, if, if you guys have not watched Black Lightning, it was one of the best uh, DC Arrowverse shows. Or, like, if you guys watched the the uh, interview I had with Jeffrey Thorne, who is the guy behind the Green Lantern. He's writing the Green Lantern series in the DC Universe. I interviewed him last year. Um, we talked about Black Lightning. We all both confirmed that that is the blackest superhero show of all time at this moment. Um, you know, for DC standards, is at the, I would say, because Marvel has Luke Cage and a few others uh, in there, but they kept it real on that show. And Tobias Wells, Tobias Well is like, was no joke in there. So uh, it was really cool to have Keith David playing there. And I, it just feels like this was his first, I don't recall him ever playing an anime uh, voiceover before. He's done animated before. Of course, he's Spawn. He's been playing in video games and doing video game roles and all this stuff. But this may be the first anime role I've seen him in. Um, it was just so awesome. But you had all these, you know, people here too. Talia Gould played by Zara uh, Fezzel as well. She plays a pretty much a big role in this thing. You got also my good man, Steve Bloom. He's been I he's been on Talk Time Live before with the Naruto uh, Q&A that I did uh, a couple of years back. And just an awesome dude. Love Steve Bloom and everything he does. He's really such a nice guy. Um, so like he's in here playing Solomon Grundy, but he also plays other characters in the series as well. Uh, he's that damn talented. And you got Mr. Yakuza by Andrew uh, Kishino in here. And uh, just awesome. This is a great, fun heist film. Uh, I believe it's uh, how many minutes is this um, movie? It's about an hour and 18 minutes. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, if all people, Stephanie uh, Bertrand from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, who's, um, who's Batwoman in here. I thought that was a great casting pick. I thought she did a great job in here. Um, Torres is one of my favorite characters on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love her so much. And for her to play Cat Batwoman in here, Kate Kane, I thought it was awesome. I especially loved the scene, probably one of the most captivating scenes of all of, of all on the show is a scene where those two are, you know, Selena is getting extremely flirtatious with Batwoman here. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, there's a lot of seductive um, aspects of this, which is hence why I said this was kind of a Valentine-esque type of, you know, film. And I thought today would be appropriate to, you know, talk about this. It's Valentine's Day and who's more Valentine than Selena Kyle? So, you know, her interaction with Batwoman throughout this entire film is just very interesting their dynamic and everything too so um it's a really like it's not like the greatest in terms of great dc animated films this is not the greatest and even in terms of uh anime anime because it's not the first anime they did before they did gotham knights uh before which is like a collage of different you know anime artistry uh, done by different anime directors and studios um they also did batman ninja which was really awesome so this is not the first their first you know foray into the anime universe but and it, i would say this is not the best i've seen in terms of character design um but the animation is great but the character design isn't it's good it's really good it's you know anime standards it's oh it's good it's not the greatest for like i i know they could have gotten a better designer you know character designer to do this um but I'm not, I'm not shading it at all. It's, it's really like, I just seen way better. If you watch Gotham Knights, even if you watch Batman, um, Ninja, you'll see some 
fierce looking character designs and anime styles in there as well but this was fun this was a fun depiction of the characters i do also like the fact that selena kyle is dressed in the jim lee style of uh this is the jim lee version of catwoman with the gargles and everything too so i, I really like that but it was fun i really the performances were great the story is fun and lighthearted, um and you know selena has a purpose selena has an interesting purpose for this for why she's stealing the jewel and also if um there's a parts in here where she's talking to harley quinn as well so you know i don't know what to what in that is going to i don't i don't even know i can tell you i don't even know if they're go if this is the end we may actually see another movie from how things turned out with everything here uh but nonetheless if this is a one-time thing this was a really fun one-time film starring not batman not Superman, not wonder woman not even green lantern this is starring a villain <laughs> this time around and a, a anti-villain or anti-hero whatever you want to call it but you know selena kyle just you know she goes her own direction and that's what i loved about this and it was a lot of fun so um if you want to add on to your collection of dc animated films i would definitely recommend adding into this if i needed to give this an actual grade i would give this a b a solid b um it was just it's a lot of fun it was really great like you could see a lot of um you know characters from the dc universe you don't necessarily see often in an animated form so uh you know, go out of way, check it out. It's available now digitally, wherever you um, buy it digitally. I went on Apple to get this on air because I have Apple TV. It's easier to watch on air. But also, um, and I have a smart TV as well that will let me see it too. But, you know, there it's available in other places as well. So go out of way, check it out. I give it a solid B. You know, maybe not the best animated, but it's, it's still solid. It's a solid film, a lot of fun, great animation really good character design maybe not the best i've seen in terms of anime but it's really really good and a lot of fun so and a great and a really fun cast a really quality fun cast as well so i highly recommend you go check it out folks that will do it for me for this edition of talk time live again happy valentine's day to all of you out there and um i hope you enjoy it this week on select start the video game podcast i will be reviewing King of Fighters 15. I know also we got uh, Horizon Zero Dawn coming out this week, but I'm gonna hold off on that. You know, honestly, I liked the series. I beat the original and enjoyed the original, but I'm not exactly that hyped for Halo as much as other people are. I um, But I am looking for it. I will, you know, pretty much review it down the line, get my thoughts on it, talk about it as well, but I'm just not really excited for it. I'm a fighting game fan first, so I really wanted to see what SNK play more was going to do with um the latest edition of um king of fighters it came out it actually for those who got the uh deluxe edition there again once just like sifu you get it early thank goodness there was no complications it at 12 midnight at 12 midnight this thing uh unlocked it downloaded you know the pre-order downloaded and everything and then unlocked at the uh, stroke of midnight i was able to play a, like a little bit of it so i will be by the time this week comes i will have thoroughly played this game and i can give you my thoughts on it and what i thought and my biggest focus for that game is whether they will actually evolve it in terms of storytelling and production and, and presentation or whatever like that or are they going to just hang on their lo uh, loins and go with the flow what they normally have done for through since the 90s since 93 so we'll see uh hopefully they won't but we'll see how that goes from there so uh we'll talk about that and many other things going on in the world of gaming as well and then sunday we got uncharted coming out actually I, you know honestly i may actually select start maybe thursday uh because if i normally like to go to the movies on a friday I do it like an early uh viewing on friday so i may do that if not i may do it saturday um i may do it friday and then go to the movies on saturday to check it out but um we'll play it we'll play it by air so thursday or friday uh the show may be um available but sunday we will be talking about uncharted you know starring mark uh starring uh tom Harl uh, holland and mark Wahlberg as well see how that goes see if it may, it'll make me an uncharted fan because i never played any of the games before but you know 
we'll see how this goes. I, you know, I'm coming in as a casual with this one, so we'll see. So thank you everybody who has been listening, all the new listeners out there. And uh, if you want to, once again, listen to this episode and every episode, there are many ways to do so. You could go to our official website on talktomlive.com where we will have, uh, you know, all the audio podcasts there. We got the video interviews, exclusives there. We have a search engine. If you're looking for a particular episode, if you're looking for a certain guest that's been on a show, if you need to find out all the guests that are on, that have been, uh, that have graced the website or, or the show of the podcast you could go into our website i have a page exclusively uh showing all the guests that we had on this show and I, as well as the repop metaverse which i hosted last year as well so over 50 interviews uh exclusive interviews that i had with people in the world of anime comics movies games including actors game developers and representatives artists recording artists and many more cosplayers and 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 much much more so uh go out of your way check out you know talktomlive.com for that we got a blog as well i gotta add some new blog entries coming soon and this week today or tomorrow i will have the latest unboxing item finally this thing's finally coming in i am very excited about this because i pre-ordered this when i went to new york comic con it's finally coming today or tomorrow and it will be shown on talktimelive.com so you definitely don't want to miss that because it was awesome looking when i got it now hopefully it still looks awesome looking when it comes to this to my residence so we'll see about that and hopefully much much more and uh, if you want to listen to this on your favorite podcast platforms, you could do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pandora, Pocket Cast, and Tumblr, of course, all of those places you could check it out every week. Uh, but the best places to subscribe is, you know, every Tumblr, you could just, you know, if you're on Tumblr, uh, by the way, if you're on Tumblr, you could check it out on app. The player is on the app, but if you're on the you know web browser, they still haven't fixed that yet, but you, that doesn't mean you can't listen to the show. You can still click on the link that's above. It's a broken link, but it's a link above on Tumblr. I hope they fix that soon, but you can still click onto it and it'll automatically open up a new tab and you can listen to the show there. So thank you. We're also on Fountain too. So if you want to, you know, if you got any Bitcoin, you want to, you know, look out for the show, you could do so over there as well. I would be greatly appreciative, if, you know, for that. Um, but, you know, definitely go out of your way, check it out, enjoy it. And uh, we'll keep providing you the best in all things anime, comics, movies, and games. So, all right, folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go. Uh, le- learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Have a great and safe week, folks. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.